Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of Deuteronomy. Good morning, friends and faithful listeners, and welcome back to the Bible Explained podcast after a nice break. Hope you guys had a wonderful Christmas holiday. Tell me what you did. You'll find my contact information in the bio of the podcast episode, as always. And uh, yeah, I'd love to hear about your guys' Christmas, some of the traditions you like to do. As for me, I just chilled. I had a nice, relaxing day with my husband on Monday, so that was really nice. And then Tuesday, I was back at it, back at work, and... Uh, doing more podcast episodes for you guys. But today we're going to read Deuteronomy 11 verses 1 through 7 today. I'll be reading a W.E.B. as I always do, but feel free to grab that cup of coffee or that cup of tea. Let's get back into the swing of things. Make sure you grab your Bible also in whatever version you prefer, and let's sit back and relax as we read this together. Therefore, you shall love Yahweh your God and keep his instructions, his statutes, his ordinances, and his commandments always. Know this day, for I don't speak with your children who have not known and who have not seen the chastisement of Yahweh your God, his greatness, his mighty hand, his outstretched arm, his signs and his works, which he did in the middle of Egypt to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt and to all of his land and what he did to the army of Egypt, to their horses and their chariots and how he made the water of the Red Sea to overflow them as they pursued you and how Yahweh has destroyed them to this day. And what he did to you in the wilderness until you came to this place, and what he did to Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, the son of Reuben, how the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them up, with their households, their tents, and every living thing that followed them, in the middle of all of Israel. But your eyes have seen all of Yahweh's great work, which he did. So all of Deuteronomy 11 kind of has a theme, if you continue reading on in this chapter, which we will. But there's a theme that God is laying out here. It's that love equals obeying. And that's kind of what I want to talk about today is basically how do we love God? Because it's actually a commandment in scripture. Jesus gives it as the greatest commandment. He says, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind or might. I can't remember. But Jesus lays it out that loving God is the greatest Commandment, And a lot of people say that actually loving others is the greatest commandment, but that is wrong. Loving others is not the greatest commandment. Loving God first is the greatest commandment. And then loving other people is second to that. And really the law can be summed up in three ways. It can be summed up by A, first and foremost, loving God, B, loving other people, and then C, taking care of yourself, basically. <laughs> But loving God is the greatest and most important commandment, even more than loving other people. And why is that? Well, because loving God, I think, is really what gives you love for other people. I don't really think that you can truly love others if you don't have a love for God first. Because God shows you how to love. He shows you how to respond to people in love. He shows you how to remove your anger and and irritation and even self-centeredness when it comes to other people. So that is why I do think that loving God is the most important thing that we can do. It's, It's because God is the great counselor, right? 
And God teaches us how to accurately live our lives. So we need to love God first in order to be successful people, really. And Moses commands us to love God. God commands us to love God. Jesus, who is God, commands us to love God. So loving God is extremely important and it's a commandment that we should do. So how do you love God? Like it says here in Deuteronomy 11 verse 1. How do you love him? It says, therefore, you shall love Yahweh your God and keep his instructions, his statutes, his ordinance and his commandments always. And then Jesus backs this verse up because he says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. So loving God means keeping his commandments, or at least that's part of it. My uh, husband actually for Christmas got me a new wedding ring. I love tungsten rings personally because they don't scratch up and they're just like really nice and super durable and stuff. And I had a ring on my Amazon wish list for a really long time that has 1 Corinthians 13 on it, which says, you know, love is patient, love is kind, love does not envy, it does not boast, it is not rude, it does not demand its own way. And then it just kind of goes into what love is and what love is not, basically. And so I had this ring on my Amazon wish list for a while, and my husband got it for me for Christmas. And uh, yeah, that very day after he gave me this ring with what love is inscribed on it, I uh, snapped at my husband literally like an hour after that. <laughs> oh, And then I looked down at my ring and I was like, oh boy. I really need this reminder, man, of, of what love is, because it says also on this ring that love is not easily angered. So me snapping at my husband, honestly, is not me expressing love. It is me being easily angered over something very tiny. And what I was angry about was the fact that my husband had not made coffee yet. And uh, yeah, I feel kind of embarrassed admitting that, but that's really what I was mad about. I was like, how dare you not make the coffee when I made it yesterday? <laughs> so yeah, love is not easily angered, but it's also not rude. It's not boastful. It's not uh, self-seeking. And let me go over to that verse real quick, just so I can read it for you guys in its entirety. I would read it on my ring, but <laughs> I, uh, I can't see it. It's a little tiny. It's a little tiny, but let's see what it says here. If my internet would load. Okay, here's what it says. Verse four through seven. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes and always perseveres. Love never fails. Really what it's chalked up to is that love is not selfish. That's really how you could generalize this, is that love is not selfish. So yesterday, me snapping at my husband because he hadn't made the coffee yet, that was me being selfish because I felt that I was owed coffee because I had made it the day before, right? That was me being selfish. And so I snapped at my husband because I didn't think I was getting what I wanted, right? So when we love God and we follow his commandments, we are stripping ourselves 
of selfishness. Because a lot of God's commandments, if you read them, really go against our human nature. In fact, I'd say most of them, if not all of them do. Because selfishness is rooted in pride, right? And I think everybody struggles with pride. I don't think there's a human being on the planet that hasn't struggled with pride at some point in time. When we read God's laws and we we see laws where it says to honor other people and, and respect foreigners and respect uh, people who are different from us and and just different laws like that, not to mention the laws about loving and respecting God, those really do go against our human nature of being, of wanting to be selfish and wanting to be prideful. So what love really is, is removing our pride from the situation and choosing to put other people first. So when we love God, we are choosing to strip ourselves of pride and selfishness and instead, put God first. Listen to his commandments, listen to his rules, and follow them, and make them a priority to follow, instead of uh, turning to our old selfish ways. And yes, this is extremely difficult, but that's what God calls us to do. Because in the end, when we do follow his laws, we're going to be blessed for it in the end. Even though it might be hard to follow God's laws and, uh, you know, remove selfishness and what we think we want to do and what we think is better for our lives. And when we remove all that and start putting God first and putting God's commandments first in our lives, in the end, we're going to be so blessed for it. We're going to be so blessed that we followed God's laws and that we continued to put God first and to love God with our hearts. Now, that being said, (laughs) I definitely think that there are people out there who pride themselves for following God's laws to a T, and it starts moving into legalism and self-righteousness, which God also detests very greatly because that's a different, uh, (laughs) different side of the spectrum when it comes to selfishness. So really, there's a very fine line that we got to toe in following God. We can't move into legalism and self-righteousness with following God's laws and being like, oh, we're so holy because we do this rule and that rule and every other rule. I mean, like I said, there's a fine line we got to toe and it's difficult to stay on that fine line. And my husband and I were talking about this and uh, a while back and he's like, yeah, you know, that's kind of like the straight and narrow path that God talks about. (laughs) Like, yeah, you're probably right. Like, really, that's what it is. It's it's finding that straight and narrow path and staying on it. And we can't stay on that straight and narrow path without help from the Holy Spirit, really. Like, God truly is the one who helps us and helps us stay on that straight and narrow path. But we got to desire that. We got to want that. We got to ask God to help us with that, help us remove that selfishness. And that doesn't mean we're not going to stray off that path every once in a while, because we do, because we're still in a sinful world. We're still in sinful bodies that are going to sin from time to time. I do not believe in uh, sinless perfection, that we can achieve that here on earth. It's pretty clear that we cannot. But if we truly desire to be on that straight and narrow path, if we truly desire to love God and to follow his commandments and his statutes and his ordinances, and his instructions, then the Holy Spirit's going to help us and he's going to guide us back onto that path when we stray off of it. 
So that is truly how we love God. We remove our selfishness and what we think we need to follow what God says to do. Even though it's hard to, you know, take that step of faith and and follow where God tells us to go, it's going to be better in the end because not only are we going to die and be able to meet God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit <laughs> up in the air and live with them forever, but we're also just, we're going to be blessed in general here on earth because we're going to have like a, a healthier lifestyle than the average person that does not follow God's laws and God's commandments because God does say he does bless people with joy, power, and a sound mind for those who have the Holy Spirit, for those who walk in God's ways. So yes, Deuteronomy 11, verse 1. There sh- therefore you shall love Yahweh your God, keep his instructions, his statutes, his ordinances, and his commandments always. Then in verses 2 through 7 here, God talks about how he showed his might to all of the Israelites. They were able to see God's might. Because here's what it says in verse 7. Your eyes have seen all of Yahweh's great works, which he did. So, I mean, this generation of Israelite people that God is speaking to here was so blessed. They were blessed beyond like anything because they were really able to see God's power firsthand. And because of that, because they saw God's power, they needed to obey him. They needed to follow him because he was their God and he was showing himself to them. And they promised that they would follow God. They saw God's great power. Because these were the children of the generation before. And these children, many of them were alive during all of this. Because 40 years, it was only 40 years that had passed. But at this point, maybe like 38-ish years that had passed. So a lot of this generation were children when they got out of the, uh, the nation of Egypt. And they saw God's might. They saw God's power. So God's saying like, look, because you saw me. <laughs> You better follow me, basically. And Jesus later on tells people that those who haven't seen God's power firsthand, those who haven't seen Jesus, those who haven't seen God, are blessed if they believe in him. So you guys here listening to this podcast, you are so blessed. Because if you believe the words of the scriptures and everything that we've talked about here today in Deuteronomy 11... If you believe all that and you believe Yahweh God exists and that he did, in fact, rescue his people thousands of years ago from Egypt. And if you believe that Jesus exists and that he died for you and rose again, you are so blessed because you never saw any of that stuff firsthand. And I just found that verse. It's from John 20, verses 28 and 29. And I'm reading out of the NCV version. (laughs) the new century version, which I've never heard of, but it says, Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, because you see me, those who believe without seeing me will be truly blessed. So yeah, you are truly blessed because you haven't seen God and yet you believe in him. You choose to love him. You choose to follow in his commandments. And I don't know exactly what that means that we are truly blessed if we do believe in God right now without seeing him. But yeah, that's very exciting. And it's something that we can definitely look forward to. So keep on believing, keep on loving God, keep on trying to stay on that straight and narrow path, even though it's difficult, because we are going to be blessed for it in the end if we continue to do that. 
Well, faithful listeners, I am so appreciative that you chose to tune in to this podcast episode after the Christmas season. And if you liked this podcast, please rate it on whatever listening platform that you're on. Rate it five stars and write a little review. That's going to help the podcast get found by more people. But faithful listeners, I'm going to let you guys go. I'm not going to ramble for too much longer. But I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, happy listening and God bless. Thank you.